Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. We'll talk a little money, your money, how to grow it, how to preserve it. How to bulletproof it from inflation and other downturns. Market down. Five straight weeks. Ooh, yikes. Joe Biden. Ooh, underwater in the polling. 46 out of 50 states. Hmm. I guess that proves there's only four crazy states. Uh, We'll talk to Josh Pick, 1230 today. We'd always love to talk to you. If you have a comment, 844-TALK-989. You know you can leave a comment after the show ends at the same number, 844-TALK-989. All my new listeners on 94.5 The Answer in Dayton, glad to have you with us. Feel free to participate in the show via that avenue, or you can send me an email, bruce at salemmedia.com, bruce at salemmedia.com. Now, all of us can remember, can we not, our first day on a new job, particularly our first day after getting a big promotion. Pretty exciting, eh? Well, that is what new White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre is experiencing today. Friday was Jen Psaki's final day lying to you from the podium in the White House press office. I had to be specific about where she was going to be having her final day lying to you because she will continue lying to you from whatever platform she gets at MSNBC. So the lies will continue. It's just the change of venue for the lies. But Corinne St. Pierre will uh, take the baton, literally and figuratively, from uh, Jen Psaki and continue lying to you from the podium. Now, it has been the concern of uh, many of those of us on the right that uh, the White House is in bed with the liberal media. That has been our figurative concern. Now it is, with Corrine St. Pierre on the podium, uh, a literal reality. As Corrine St. Pierre, the first black gay press secretary, is the, it makes me throw open my mouth a little to say this, partner of CNN reporter Suzanne Malvo. In fact, and it makes me throw open my mouth a lot to say this, they have a five year old daughter. So, Her, I don't know how this works, wife, husband, is Suzanne Malvo. And that's a CNN reporter. And Corinne St. Pierre will be at the podium giving a (laughs) down-the-middle view of the news events of the day. Uh, This has sparked uh, calls for... uh, transparency in conversations that Corinne St. Pierre had with a ethics commission about her relationship with the CNN reporter and how she can, Corinne St. Pierre that is, 
possibly be uh, fair, even-handed in her duties. I know. Seems like a after-the-fact concern, seeing as how she's taking over the podium from Jen Psaki. But Corinne Saint-Pierre earned that job by being a radical and by applying the racist label to just about everything she looked at. In a piece that she wrote for Newsweek in 2019, Corinne Saint-Pierre called the American Israel Public Affairs Committee, quote, severely racist, unquote. Yes, that would be one of our staunchest allies. The new White House press secretary has called them severely racist because of the way Israel deals with Hamas, which is dedicated to the eradication of Israel. Imagine the temerity of the Israelis wanting to live in the face of Hamas lobbing rockets into Jerusalem and other Israeli cities. Uh, Corinne Saint-Pierre wrote, when it comes down to it, the Association for Israel Public Affairs Committee is, let's see, you cannot call yourself a progressive while continuing to associate yourself with an organization like APAC that has often been the antithesis of what it means to be progressive. Uh, Well, they're just worried about staying alive, sister. So how about you back off your crazed rantings about people in Israel targeting a terrorist organization that is trying to wipe them off the face of the earth. So I told you, I told you Friday when many of you were predisposed to celebrate, oh, we're getting rid of Little Red Lying Hood. Oh, the presidential truth masseuse is off to MSNBC to peddle her nonsense on a network no one watches. I told you it would likely get worse. And that was before I knew that Corinne Saint-Pierre is literally, literally sleeping with the enemy, CNN. So there you go. Now, kudos to law enforcement in Union County. And kudos to those involved in uh, the grand jury that met Friday in Union County. We have an indictment in the death, the very, very tragic death, of 41-year-old Angela Lamasters. Uh, the GoFundMe page for the Lamaster family is on the Bruce Hooley Show Facebook page. I would highly encourage you to give to that. Many have. The last time I checked it, the goal was to raise $10,000 for um, Angela LeMaster's funeral, and people had contributed over $50,000 because this is a story that touches everyone's emotion. She's a 41-year-old mom. She's walking on a gravel road, berm. Her children, I think they're five and nine, were riding their bicycles ahead of her. She walked behind them. Clearly, she's walking behind them to shield them from traffic. And very unfortunately, that is exactly what she wound up doing as she was hit and killed by 75-year-old Paul Mathers. Uh, He is facing now, in the aftermath of a Friday indictment by a Union County grand jury, third-degree felony aggravated vehicular homicide, first-degree misdemeanor vehicular homicide, second-degree misdemeanor vehicular manslaughter, and third-degree felony failure to stop after an accident. Uh, So Mr. Mathers, driving a 2017 Ford F-150 pickup truck, 
which has a dash camera that recorded the entire tragic incident, shows that he hit Angela LaMasters, uh, continued driving, turned around, drove slowly past her as she was lying on the ground, then shows that he turned around again, stopped some distance away, then drove back by her while she was being cradled in the ditch by her father. So they found Mr. Mathers' vehicle. It had damage to it consistent with that kind of incident, and he is now facing very, very serious charges. We've had an increase in these things lately of pedestrians being hit by cars. We had a jogger in Dublin who died. Uh, So it's the summertime, and I know that it's been a while since we've had to worry about people, bicycles, joggers, people on the road. But, man, we've got to pay close attention. And uh, without knowing any details, I feel very sorry for Mr. Mathers, too, as this is certainly not anything that anyone would want on their conscience. Uh, But that is an an epic tragedy. Those young people... um, uh, denied the nurturing love of their mother and their uh, their dad, of course, denied um, the love of his wife. And happening in proximity to Mother's Day the way it did just makes it all the more difficult uh, to deal with. Now, we had some good news with a little bit of an Ohio twist to it over the weekend. The Kentucky Derby was Saturday. It's always the first Saturday in May at Churchill Downs in Lexington, Kentucky. And, you know... The story that everybody can embrace, I think, unless you're an owner of one of the favorites, is the long shot that comes from nowhere and wins the race. Uh, Such was the case with Rich Strike, an 80-to-1 shot. And making the story even more unfathomable, and therefore more embraceable, is the fact that Rich Strike was not in the derby until another horse scratched on Friday morning. So this horse gets in the derby last second. And the trainer and the owner of the horse bought the horse in a claiming race last October. They haven't even had it for a year. Now, what is a claiming race? A claiming race is a race where horses are put into the race, and if you want to buy the horse, there's a price tag on the horse. And if you want to buy the horse, you can buy the horse. Just the mere fact that it's in the race. If you meet the price, it's yours. So these guys watched the horse run. They bought the horse. And they trained the horse, and they entered the horse in the derby. And they put on it a jockey, 32-year-old Sonny Leone, who races at Belterra in Cincinnati and at Hollywood Casino in Youngstown. And this guy had never ridden a horse in the derby before. It's not like he's new to this. He's 32 years old. He won 226 races at the Mahoning Valley Racecourse near Youngstown last year. He has over 700 career wins, and he steered Rich Strike to a victory that paid 163 bucks for a $2 ticket. Great story. It is interesting that the abortion protesters 
who showed up at Supreme Court justices' homes this weekend, uh, unite under the banner, Ruth Sent Us, an homage to the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who uh, very often had said that Roe versus Wade was a very tenuous decision. Uh, her exact quotes, doctrinal limbs too swiftly shaped, experience teaches may prove unstable. The most prominent example in recent decades is Roe versus Wade. Yeah, because there is no constitutional right to abortion. It is, <laughs> it is ludicrous to think that in the 1780s, the founders of our country envisioned a time where mothers would not only acquiesce to the killing of children in their womb, but would become uh, demonically angry over the possibility that they might not be able to do it in every state in the Union. No, it is not in the Constitution. It is not in there expressly. It is not in there tangentially. It is not in there in any way. I feel like I should follow it up with Sam I am, I hate green eggs and ham. It is not in there. And Samuel Alito's opinion proves that. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who, you know, was a hero to the left, said as much throughout her time on the Supreme Court. But the anger that you see, the uh, selfishness that you see, is palpable. And there's going to be, I think, worse scenarios than the protests at church over the week, churches over the weekend, than the protests in front of the Supreme Court justices' homes, the conservative justices' homes, and the firebombing of an adoption agency and a pro-life center in Madison, Wisconsin. Now, if Roe versus Wade is overturned, democracy prevails. The wackos will tell you that democracy dies, but it doesn't die. The people get to vote. And there may be states like Oklahoma, maybe Mississippi, maybe Ohio, let's hope, that outlaw abortion entirely. But do you think abortion's going away in New York or California? No, it'll be huge business in those areas, as it is huge business now. And so we'll know from the position that a state takes whether a state is a pro-life state. And what it'll be is it'll end up The coasts will be places where you can go to get abortions. You'll be able to go to get an abortion in New York, up into New England. Maybe South Carolina, maybe North Carolina, maybe Virginia. And you'll certainly be able to go to California, Oregon, Washington, and get an abortion. Don't know about Arizona. And that's pretty much along the lines of how presidential elections break, except presidential elections break in big cities. Cities, of course, will not be able to, you can't have abortion in Columbus or Dayton or Cleveland and not have it in rural Ohio. That won't be how it works because the General Assembly will decide that issue. And right now the General Assembly is decidedly Republican. And the reason the General Assembly is decidedly Republican is because the state of Ohio is decidedly Republican. If you don't like it, get better ideas. Win arguments. Win elections. If you're losing elections, it's because you have losing positions. It's not because... People don't understand the issue. Conversely, it's because people understand it more clearly than they've ever understood it before. 
And I think, too, this idea that being hateful toward institutions that in the past have been left alone, chiefly houses of worship, this will not serve the Democratic Party well in the upcoming midterm election. There's this thought out there that, oh, wow, this is really going to energize the Democratic base. Really? If Roe versus Wade is overturned, is that a win for the left or is that a loss? That's a loss. Do losses energize people or do wins energize people? I think wins energize people. This is a win. And it was so funny to me last week when Elizabeth Warren, who's just braying fool, said, this has been a Republican effort for 40 years. Yes, it has. Yes, it has been. Since Roe versus Wade, we have taken the egregiously controversial step of trying to win the argument via lawful ways by electing representatives and presidents who will appoint conservative justices. Yes, that is how the system provides making an issue whole. We have not rioted. We have not, you know, I mean, there have been a few idiots who firebombed or killed abortion doctors. But by and large, when you take the long game, which the Democrats love the long game, when it changes the face of academia, Hollywood, public schools, they love the long game there. But yeah, it has been. We followed the law. Sorry about it, Liz Warren, who used to be a law professor at Harvard. You'd think she'd know that that's how it's done the right way. Now, I'm encouraged because the more I interact with you, my listeners, the more I'm aware how well-informed you are on these issues. I've been talking to a lot of you who have taken the step to reach out to me via PatriotSwitch.com, clicking on my name in the How Did You Hear About Us menu. Those of you who want to stop spending your money at stores that have most of their household products, cleaners, stuff like shaving cream, toothpaste, uh, laundry soap, dishwashing soap, you buying that at your local grocery, your local big box store, you're buying it from a conglomerate that makes about 90% of the stuff on our shelves, and they're giving that money, a portion of it, millions of it, to Planned Parenthood, BLM, Human Rights Commission, GLAD, blah, blah, blah. Some of you have reached out, PatriotSwitch.com, and said, hey, I want to know who I can shop with that doesn't give my money to those causes. I'll introduce you to a company that doesn't allow me to name them now, but if you reach out, I will tell you who it is. You go to PatriotSwitch.com, click on Bruce Hooley in the down menu. And the more I have these conversations with you, and the more I mention how all these big companies are controlled by BlackRock and Vanguard, the more I'm aware how much you guys know about the nefarious means out there by which we're being manipulated. So I love talking to a very, very educated audience, and that's what you are. And you're about to get even smarter on the matters of money, as Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management is next, and he will talk about the jobs report. Was it good? Was it the last good one? 